There's a very uh, stern priest who uh, one day was giving a uh, lengthy fire and brimstone homily on the reality of death and the judgment seat of God, the second coming of Christ, and just telling the people uh, that uh, everyone in the parish was going to be meeting their maker someday. And he's going on and on as he uh, kept going on and on. The, uh, there's a look of gloom that came over the, the faces of the people, except for one man. He was seated in the front row and he just had this uh, ear-to-ear grin on his face. Well, the priest uh, saw him there grinning, and he, uh, so he stopped and he said, didn't you hear me say that uh, everyone in this parish was going to die someday and come before the fiery judgment seat of God? And the man said, uh, yes, I did, Father, but the, the thing is, I, I belong to a different parish. <laughs> uh, uh, now, all humor aside, we, we are going to come to before the judgment seat of God someday, and during uh, November, we focus in a special way on the, the, the afterlife. We began the month with All Saints Day and All Souls Day. In the scriptures, as we approach the end of the liturgical year, they, uh, they have a focus on the, on, the, on the second coming of Christ, as we just heard in today's gospel. So I just want to give a few reflections here on what do we believe as Catholics about the afterlife? And I'll do this uh, fairly briefly, but the... Uh, God does desire the salvation of all people. Our God is a loving God and really wants all to know the fullness of life in the kingdom of heaven, but he's not going to force us in any way. And when it comes to heaven, no one has been there and back to say exactly what, it, what it's like. St. Paul said, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, what God has ready for those who love him. Heaven's going to be a place of union and joy and peace, kind of out of any, any suffering or, or, or hardship. And it's not going to be a one-on-one -on -one with God. We talk about the communion of saints, that uh, it's certainly communion and union with God, but also with the angels and saints and those who are our are, are loved ones who are, who are with God. There's a beautiful part of the funeral liturgy right at the end where we say, one day we shall see them again and enjoy their friendship. And because uh, sometimes people will ask me, am I going to know my grandma? And, and, and I think it's a beautiful part, part of our faith that it's uh, a communion uh, with God and with those who are, who are with the Lord. And so we're, we're, on, we're on that journey and uh, God's going to give us all the graces to grow in holiness so that we can, uh, we, we can know that fullness of life with him in heaven. And obviously we don't want to go in the opposite direction. And again, uh, no one's been there and back to say exactly what that is like. But sometimes people ask me, you know, how could God ever allow one of his creation to be separated from him for all eternity in hell. It just seems to go against the nature of God and it's, you know, it's really rooted in free will and God gives us free will. He didn't create us as robots. He doesn't, he's not gonna force us really to do anything. He wants us to freely choose him. And if a person would choose to you know, go in the opposite direction, the path of evil and totally reject God, God will, he'll, he'll, he'll allow that. But it's certainly not his desire and his will. You know, could you, can any of us here, can we say, well, I know such and such a person, they gotta be there. We can't. And the, and the, and the reason why is because God is the judge and we cannot peer into the conscience of another person to know exactly where they are at the time of their death, even some of the worst tyrants in, in human history. We let, we let God be the judge. But the, he, he respects our freedom so much, he'll even allow us to reject him. But he certainly doesn't desire that and wants us to choose him and to really receive his love. 
you know, the, the part of the afterlife that may be the most difficult to, to understand would be, uh, would be purgatory. And uh, not every Christian body believes in, in purgatory. From the very beginning of the life of the church, we pray for those who, who, are, who are deceased. And uh, you think about your own experience, that uh, is there anyone here who doesn't have some struggles? with selfishness, you know, some baggage. You know, we've got our areas where we just, we just don't have it all together yet. And uh, is it possible for someone to go straight to heaven? I think it is. Do some people have their purgatory here on earth? I think some do. But I think most of us are gonna need a little purification. And, uh, but it is a, I, I think it is a, a loving purification. And to come into the, the, the grandeur of God, the glory of God, who is pure and total light, you know, we need to be cleansed of any, any sin and any, any taint. And that's really that purification that is, that's purgatory. You know, sometimes it's depicted as a afterlife penitentiary where you have to spend 10,000 years doing a hard time in a rock pile. I don't think it's, I don't think that really gets at it. It's, I think it's mainly a, a, a letting go. Did you ever notice that uh, human beings, we, uh, we can so easily hold on to things that aren't, even, that aren't good for us. Sometimes we even embrace our sins and our addictions and our, our baggage. And we, we need to let go and to allow the Lord to really take center place in our lives and to bring us that, that, that reconciliation, that healing, and that purification. And I think that is, that's probably one of the big pains of purgatory is us letting go of that junk and allowing God's light totally to purify us. So we, we, pray, for our, we pray for our loved ones. And uh, I know if I ask for a show of hands today, if anyone here has it totally together and you're, you're ready to go, maybe a few would raise their hands, but most of us got a, we got a, we got a little, bit of, little bit of work to do. But uh, our God is, I, I think purgatory points out the gracious, graciousness of God and his patience and his mercy. Because some people, they die with a foot in and a foot out. But I think the Lord, if we, are, if we are directed toward God, I think he allows that purification so that we can know the fullness of his love in heaven. You know, the, the last thing I wanted to touch on today, and it's in the gospel, is the second coming of Christ. Now, none of us knows the day nor the hour. And uh, people have tried to predict it through the centuries. They, they've all been wrong so far. We, we don't know the day nor the hour. We believe Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. Our time will come and it will pass. And it could be suddenly, we, 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 don't, we don't know. I think the most important thing is not when Christ will come again, but will we be prepared to meet him? And some things can get into way, the way of our preparedness. And I think one would be just procrastination. We, uh, as human beings with our human nature, we so easily can put things off that we know we need to attend to. You know, if uh, you were going to be meeting the Lord tomorrow, are there some things you would want to take care of today? That most of us, we probably have some things we would, we'd want to take care of. It might be in the area of forgiveness. Maybe we've been holding on to a grudge, and we, we know we need to let it go, but we've just been dragging our feet, and just, you know, it's still sitting in there. You know, it might be uh, reconciling with someone we really can reconcile with, but we're just putting it off. Maybe we got some fear about doing that, and... You know, maybe dealing with uh, uh, taking better care of ourselves in our health area. And uh, aren't there a lot of things that we can just put?
put off that we know we really need to attend to. So another area, something that can impede our being prepared for the Lord, it's just good old fashioned sloth or laziness. It's one of the seven deadly sins for a good reason, because uh, when they pointed these uh, seven deadlies out many, many centuries ago, it just noted these are, these are the areas that can really cause shipwreck in people's lives. And when we come before the Lord, don't we want him to say to you and me, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, we, we gave it 100%. We used the gifts, the time, the, 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 everything that God gave us, we developed it. We used it for his glory, for the good of others. We don't want to come before the Lord and have to say, Lord, you know, I gave it 50% effort. You know, I was, you know, I was a pretty, pretty busy guy. You know, I just didn't, you know, and we can, uh, we want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. And uh, there's probably areas where each of us, we could, we could probably step it up a little bit. Because God is generous with giving us gifts and all kinds of wonderful things. Again, to be used for his glory and for the good of others. When it comes to a spiritual growth, none of us are all the way there. And you know, I, uh, I connect every year with those who are at RCIA. That's the uh, Rate of Christian Initiation of Adults. And that's a process for people becoming Catholic. And sometimes people come into the program with almost zero background on the faith. And uh, one of the things that can be uh, maybe, maybe a little disheartening for them or they just have some fears about is just not knowing a whole lot. And there's, I mean, there's a 2,000 year old tradition of faith and, and knowledge and learning. And uh, they're right at the beginning. And I always encourage them. I say, you know, even for Catholics who have been on the journey for a long time and are very seasoned, they're still growing and they should be growing because I mean, who's, who knows it all? None of us. And the Lord always has more to give us. So I, I always encourage those folks, you know, just to you know, just keep learning. And the important thing with coming into the life of the church is that you sense in your heart and your soul that this is where God wants you to be. And you know, you'll, you'll learn and you'll, you'll grow, but you do, you feel at peace in where God, God is leading you. And even the super seniors who are here today, you know that you still need growth too. All of us do. I always tell them, I'm still on the journey too. And uh, boy, I've learned a lot over 30 years, but, and I still need to learn more. So we're on the journey and we know where God wants us to go at the end of this life. He wants us to be with him. And uh, we need his grace and he's generous in giving that to us. You know, during this month of November, we pray for those loved ones who have gone before us, that one day we can all be joined in the kingdom of heaven. And so let us continue to pray for them and for each other. And let us continue to grow, because Lord has got a lot for you and me to help us grow in holiness. So may God bless you as we receive the Eucharist and uh, help us on that journey to heaven.